preacher around 300 years ago said, if you had a thousand crowns, you should place them all on the head of Jesus Christ. If you had a thousand tongues, he said, they should all be busy singing the praises of his name. I believe that today. I feel that today. You cannot give to the Lord too much of your gratitude. I'm reading today from Mark chapter 16, Gospel of St. Mark. Come on, brothers. Chapter 16. Make yourself cozy up here. If you would, Brother Rob, would you move, somebody move these microphones, stand for me. Mark chapter 16. We'll read part of the Great Commission that so many of you probably have committed to memory, I'm sure. You've heard it, you've read it, you've quoted it, you've taught it, praise the Lord. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Word means every creation of being, every God created being. Preach the gospel to every creature. Verse 16, please. Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Pretty straight words right there. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. From verse 17, just going to talk for a little bit this morning, from those three words, in my name, and my title is simply the power of attorney, all right? The power of attorney, in my name. Pray with me. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy, your goodness, for what you're doing, what you've done, what you're about to do. Bless your people, the congregation, the visitor and the home soul alike. We give you all the glory. Have all gratitude for your goodness. God, today we thank you. Have your way in this house. The wonderful and holy and mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated today. The power of attorney. Hallelujah. Not going to go into great lengths of explanation about what the phrase means. We're all very knowledgeable. Someone is given the power of attorney to sign, to speak, to make important decisions for another. Might be incapacitated, incapacitated for one reason or another. Satan has always influenced society to be irreverent toward the things of God. It has been his mission, his ambition, and his desire for as long as man has memory of, to be irreverent toward the things of God. You can start with the Bible. It is his ambition to twist, to turn, to disrespect the things, the contents of God's Word. You could go to the church. It has long been the ambition of the enemy of our soul to disrespect, to take the, uh, the shine, the glow off, typical respect, and concern for the people of God. That's the will of Satan. You could talk about ministry. Oh, could you ever talk about ministry? It has been the mission of the enemy to be irreverent to the ministry of the church. But nothing, nothing gets his attention more, his attention to be irreverent toward 
than the name above all other names, the name of Jesus. In my name, they shall cast out devils. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. In my name. That has been his goal for as long as man has memory of, to be disrespectful or irreverent or bring a shadow over the name above all other names. But thank God Paul said in 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11 that we are not ignorant of his devices. We know his strategy. God's handiwork can be seen throughout the centuries of records in the Bible, and so can the devil's. We see how he works. He works to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We are not ignorant or in the dark or in the blind of the work of his evil schemes. But just for the record today, anything, anything evil that can do, that he can do against God's name, that's music to his ears. If he can influence you and I to be disrespectful toward the name above all other names, that is music to his ears. That is victory to the battle in the present sense. If he can just get one person to be irreverent to the name above all other names. If he can just get me to curse the name, degrade the name, damn the name, doubt the name, then it is absolute a trombone victorious clarion call that his purpose for the moment has been accomplished. And if you, were, uh, if you are a uh, hungry seeker of the things of the book of Job, and you should be, there's so much quality meat in those pages. But in chapter 2, God and Satan are having a conversation. And Satan says this about Job, verse 5. Yeah, all you've got to do is put your hand against his flesh. And that man will curse you to your face. He's revealing to God where he gets his thrills and gets his kicks. When man yields to being irreverent to the things of God, the devil loves that. Anything evil that one can do against the name of God is absolutely sweet-sounding melody in the ears of the evil one. But let's change direction here for a moment. Exodus chapter 20, which is, of course, where the Ten Commandments are found. The Bible said in verse 7 that we should never take God's name in vain. That word vain means carelessly or idly. Anytime one puts the name of God in a place it doesn't naturally fit, it's taking his name in vain. You don't have to confess this. You don't have to admit this. And I pray to God you don't know anything about this. But for many people, for a lot of people, when anger is at its highest point, when rage is at the end of the rope, when your ice is breaking and you are out of control, just inside of that little fabric of your own life. The flesh so wants to be irreverent using God's name. I realize many of you got harps, harps in your hands and wings on your back. But for the rest of the people who are normal, red-blooded, air-breathing citizens of planet Earth, when the flesh is at its vilest moment, there's just some kind of an urge, an evil urge occasionally. 
Oh, you lifelong Pentecostals annoy me sometimes. As if your flesh is divine. Your flesh is as corrupt as mine. That's why sometimes it behooves us to stay a little longer at the altar, to crucify that flesh, to control that nature, to put that destructive tongue in its place. Amen. But God is talking to Moses, and he's giving what we call these commandments. And in verse 7, he says, don't ever take my name in vain. If we could see that in the, in the contemporary English version, see, E-V, contemporary English version of Exodus 20 and verse 7. He said, do not misuse my name. I am the Lord your God, and I will punish anyone who misuses my name. Oh, my. When God wants to get a point across, he knows just what to say, doesn't he? I don't need an interpretation. I, don't, I didn't need someone to translate that for me. God said, do not ever misuse my name. I take it personal. The Good News Translation, Brother Lance, says this in that verse. Don't use my name for any evil purpose. Leviticus 22.2 said, don't profane my holy name because... His name is holy and revered, Psalm 111, verse 9. And the writer said unto you that fear my name, Malachi 4, verse 2. Do we fear or reverence the name of God anymore? Do we have to look for that as if some book we haven't read in a thousand years? The fear of the Lord, the reverence of God, the deep awe and respect of how holy His name is. When someone says Jesus at church, I mean, it ought, it ought to strike a chord of worship and praise in us. But sometime when someone said Jesus on the job, it ought to kind of make us duck a little bit. That reverence, that respect, that awe. Billy Sunday said this, there are 256 names in the New Testament alone given for Jesus Christ. He says, I suppose this is because he was infinitely beyond all that any one name could ever express. Unquote. The Bible said in Isaiah 29, 23, that we are to sanctify his name. Sanctification concerning the holy name of the Lord is my job. It's a human obligation. Webster said to sanctify means to set it apart as sacred. Somewhere in the annals of your own vocabulary, God's name is to be placed on a shelf that's sacred. God said it's up to you to do that. That isn't the Bible's job, the pastor's job, the choir's job. Isaiah said sanctify God's name in your own mind and life. See, all the devil knows is that since the beginning of time, at least since the, the first family was on planet earth, men have called on, Genesis 4, 26, men have called on the name of the Lord. Why would he strive? Why would he work for so long and so hard to defame and deface and derail and discredit what man since the beginning of family structure 
has used the name of the Lord. Could it be that Satan knows that if we ever get a revelation of what's available in the name of Jesus Christ, it will revolutionize who we are in the kingdom of God? It'll change your ministry. It'll change your mind. It'll change your congregation. If we ever realize what is available in the name above all other names, in the precious, sacred, holy, worthy, pure name of Jesus. I tell you, he doesn't accidentally. The devil does not accidentally take it upon himself. He doesn't accidentally take it upon himself to work so hard against that name above all other names and how we use it, how we manipulate around life with it. Is it any wonder that the, sometimes the flesh wants to defile, be defiled by using that thing, that name in a, in a shameful manner? It's the work of the enemy. Listen to what God said to Moses. He spoke to him, Exodus 6, verse 2 and 3. And said, I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known unto them. It's talking about dispensational revelations God gave to the human race. He told Abraham, I'm this. And as Abraham passed and went on, he told Moses, I am that. And as Moses went on, he told Daniel, I am this. And as Daniel went away, he told Malachi, I am this. And when the church came around, he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Same God, same God, revealing himself in dispensational, revelatory terminology. I'm talking about in my name, the power of attorney. Jesus didn't say, I'm going to do everything, now just get back and buckle your seatbelts and go for a ride with me. He said, you go into all the world. You preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He said, in my name, you pray for the sick. You cast out devils. You If you look into the, into, the, into the dictionary, we've been commissioned. We've been authorized. Power of attorney said, God said, you go act in my, in my stead. If you go in my name, you don't have the authority to go out there and cast out devils on your own terms. You have no power to heal people in your own life and abilities. But he said, when you go on in my commissioning, on my terms, you don't have to explain who called you, how you got there. You just remember the commission I gave you. Go. 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 Let's look at a few Old Testament examples. David knew something about the name of the Lord. Someone asked me the other day, I've been asked numerous times. If you only had one book in the Bible to read the rest of your life, what would it be? And I've been asked that numerous times, brother. It's a, it's a great question. 
I, I, to me, this is just me, Ron Herring, okay? I don't know how I could overlook 1 Samuel if I were only given one book. Oh, pastor, I thought you were one God preacher. What about the book of Acts? Well, you asked me for one, all right? I'm just telling you, there's so many life's lessons in the, in the life, the, the exhibition of David's life. David knew something about the name of the Lord. Out on the valley, in the valley of Elah, on the battlefield, he told Goliath, he said, well, he said, you come to me with a sword and with a spear, instruments of this life, things that make you a, a gallant warrior in the Philistine army. You're using weaponry that it will affect this world. He said, but I got something else. I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord, 1 Samuel 17, 45, of hosts. David knew. David knew he had been commissioned by God. David said this. I heard someone quote it Wednesday night, I believe it was. That some trust in chariots, Psalm 20, verse 7. And some in horses. Earthly things, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. David said, Psalm 113, verse 3. From the rising of the sun to the... It going down to the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. David said, Psalm 124, verse 8, our help is in the name of the Lord. I wonder today if this church realizes where your help comes from. Oh, when I finally get my wife submitted, I'll, I'll find the help I need. Get, you get out of here, buddy. When my husband finally submits, I'll have a happy home. Please. Grow up, sister. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, I've just been abandoned. Thank you so much. It's all right. That's all right. When my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Right? David said that too. Our help's in the name of the Lord. You want to, you want to do better at your job? Call on the name of Jesus every day. Help me, God, today. Solomon knew something about the name of the Lord. Why wouldn't he? He had a great earthly example, didn't he? The name of the Lord is a strong tower, he said in Proverbs 18.10. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. What did these men know that we don't know? We've got the Holy Ghost today. We're living in the dispensation of fire. That 1 Peter 1.12 said even the angels wish they had what you had. They want to look into your relationship with God because of the Holy Ghost. Zechariah said, the Lord shall be one in his name, one, 14 and 9. Isaiah said, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, 9 verse 6. Do we respect the name of Jesus anymore? Do we have to have juggling and, and bright lights and funny things go on at church to be entertained? Can the name of Jesus still reach down the deep recesses of your mind and soul? Is there anything living inside of us that's stirred up every time we start to call on the name of the Lord? I got news for you today. I got news for you. When you say Jesus, and I don't mean like the world says it, but I mean like someone who understands the clout behind the name, the commission behind the name. When you say the name of Jesus, I believe if you could see into that dimension above us, like we see into this dimension, I believe you'd see things shift. 
of Jesus shifts and changes and unlocking and unfolding. In my name. God said you take it and use it respectfully and reverently. Use it where it's supposed to be used. Elijah knew something about it. 1 Kings 18, 24. Out there against all those prophets of Baal. Prophets of Baal built an altar. Put a sacrifice on it. Poured water all over it. Started calling on the name of their God. That's in your Bible, 1 Kings 18. And Elijah, about noon, began to mock him. Oh, nothing's happening yet. You want to take a break? Maybe he's on vacation. Take some uh, shoulders to do that. They weren't in church when they were doing that. There were 400 men opposing Elijah. You know, it wasn't like, let me stand behind the pastor and mock him. Elijah's saying, um, you want to knock a little harder? Maybe he's taking a nap. You've got to love his spunk, right? God give us one Elijah in the congregation. Maybe, maybe your God just doesn't hear you. Cry a little louder. But the Bible finally says, Elijah said, you go ahead and do that, I'll call on the name of the Lord. I want that kind of revelation working in my heart. That there's a deep awe and reverence and respect for the name above all other names. I don't mean, I don't mean just a religious phrase, but I mean a deep working respect in my heart. The greatest name above all other names that reveals authority, healing, power, the name of Jesus Christ. Luke 10, 17 said, In the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. That's why the Bible teaches us, like John 20, verse 31, we should have great belief working in his name. Acts 3, 16, we should have faith in his name. John 14, 14, we should pray in his name. Above all things, we preach in his name, Luke 24, Verse 47, beginning at Jerusalem, meaning starting at home. We should be one thing here and another thing out there. No, no, no. Starting at home. Preach it. Someone said, oh, you're one of them Jesus' name people. If they do say that about you, you ought to hold your shoulders a little higher. You're one of those Jesus' name people. got news for you. Everybody that makes it to heaven is a Jesus name, people. Yeah. 
Because the Bible said his name is holy, Matthew 6, verse 9, hallowed be thy name. It's holy. What do we have in our life that we consider holy anymore? What do we think of as absolutely untouchable? It's holy. It's pure. Almost nothing. I mean, Hollywood and the media has just, has just scorched our conscience and burned our, our, our purified minds, if you can put it that way, until nothing hardly is sacred anymore. God said, my name is holy. The Jew was so respectful of the Tetragrammaton YHWH that they were feared of God for adding vowels. They were afraid God would destroy them if they tried to change the pronunciation of his name. That's deep respect. Paul said his name was above all other names, Philippians 2 verse 9. Paul said, Colossians 3, 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of Jesus. Had a backslidden preacher's son. You've heard me talk about this before. A backslidden preacher's son say to me one day, we were out, we were at King River, and we were just goofing off on four-wheelers, and we were talking about I was trying to talk about the greatness of the name to him. And I quoted Colossians 3.17. And he said, so I suppose, Brother Herring, if we do everything in Jesus' name, am, am I taking a shower every morning in Jesus' name? Am I changing my tire in Jesus' name? It's amazing how the devil can muddy up, can pollute can defile. And I pray for him even to this day. He's backslidden. I pray for that young man. Not a young man anymore, but something so sacred, something so untouchable. Because the Bible said there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. You want to be saved? Jesus' name. You want to have a great relationship with God? The name of Jesus. Can't do it any other way. And so, in the name above all other names, in the authority of the name of Jesus, we are sent, we are commissioned, we are authorized to teach, to preach, to pray, to believe, to exercise faith. All of a sudden, the religious world wants to tell us we get it wrong when we baptize in Jesus' name. I've got news for people in the religious circle of life. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of Jesus. That's why they ask in Acts twenty-two sixteen, and he responded, Now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name, singular, of the Lord. Bible, Bible writers understood what Paul came preaching. That there's one name. One name. And we're to repent of our sin. 
and be baptized, Acts 2.38, in that name that's above all other names for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift. Just because I want three more minutes and I'm going to let you go, or at least end this phase of the service. And Pastor Herring, is there a conflict then between Matthew 28 and Acts chapter 2? Is there an error in the Bible for anybody to admit, religiously or not, that the message in Matthew 28, 19, go into all the world, baptize believers in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, to say that is contrary to Acts 2, 38, Acts 8, 16, Acts 10, 48, Acts 19, 5, is someone who's just not knowledgeable and are misleading somebody else. I say that as respectfully as I can. Some are just false prophets. I'll put it that way. But others are just, I should say, misinformed. Okay, I will say it. Because if Acts 238, 8.16, 10.48, 19.5, Romans 6, verse 3, if those are contrary, teaching a different thing than Matthew 28.19, then let's forget about having church today, all right? If the Bible is wrong in one place, it's wrong everywhere. In such a controversial subject, if it's wrong there, it's wrong everywhere. If you can't rely on the message to be the same or one to support the other, we can't rely on anything it's trying to teach us. But we know better, don't we? That's why Jesus said in the name, singular, of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He didn't say the name of the Father, name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost. One name. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are titles. One name. One name that's above all other names. That's why we say let's baptize in the name of Jesus. It's the one name. It's the one name. In my name. In my name. See? So when you are water baptized by complete immersion in the name of Jesus, meaning the baptizer has to say the name over you. That is obeying what Jesus told us to do in Matthew 28, 19. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Ah, I'm just going to step on on a limb today. Might as well. Whatever. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you need to do it right today. I, I wouldn't wait one more day, one more service. You need to do it the right way. The right way. The right way. You don't, you don't obey a command by repeating a command. Okay, he said, be baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I'm baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's just repeating the command. You obey the command 50 days later on the day of Pentecost when they took converts or believers and said, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. If you want to debate it, let me ask you this question this morning. That was only 50 days when the day of Pentecost, Holy Ghost fell after the death and the burial and resurrection of Jesus, just seven weeks later. I wonder if Peter got it so wrong and started his own thing in religion, why the other 11 didn't stand up and, and object to it. I wonder why if Matthew said, no, 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 no. No, that's not what Jesus said. I wonder why we don't have record of that. 
And if we don't have record of it and it was said, just close your Bible and leave it there. It's, it's fallacy. It's not real. But we know better than that, don't we? We know better than that. Hey, you want to experience the real power of God and not just some religious thing? The name of Jesus. The name above all other names. I love you. I love you, and I love you enough to tell you this. If you've been baptized and someone used the titles, I hope they meant well. I'm just going to assume the best. But if they use the titles over you, you need to do it again. All you got was wet. All you got was wet. I appreciate your good intentions. I sincerely appreciate your good intentions. But we have been commissioned. Quit acting like you're embarrassed about it. Quit acting like you need to apologize for being against the religious grain out there. We have been commissioned. We have been authorized. We have been sent by God to preach the name. The name of... Someone said, take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it with you ere you go. Precious name, oh, how sweet. Hope of earth and joy of heaven. Precious name, oh, how sweet. Hope of earth and joy of heaven. I have it on good authority that when the name of Jesus is spoken in heaven, angels, angels bow down. They know that name that's above all other names. Come on, is there anything inside of you crying to be reverent toward the name of Jesus? Is there anything inside of your head just demanding you to be respectful to the things of the name of the Lord? Why don't you renew that right now, that vow, God, if I've ever taken your name too lightly, forgive me. If I've ever looked upon or accepted the name of Jesus disrespectfully, forgive me. If I've ever spoken your name, God, in vain, in shameful vain, forgive me. If I've ever in anger, God, or just a moment of being irrational, used your name disrespectfully, please forgive me. Stronghold in the day of trouble. No other name that I know. Hallelujah. Pray with me. Thank you, Lord God, today. Thank you, Lord God, today. Thank you for a name, God, that changed my life. It got me off that religious road, that religious roller coaster, and changed my life. just a church member. I'm a Jesus name believer. I don't just attend a congregation. I'm a Jesus name believer. I use that name over my kids sick and fevered brow. Come on, pray with me. I use that name when I'm confused in my life for peace. God, give me peace in the name of Jesus. 
God, settle these things down on my job in the name of Jesus. God, help me when, when my car is broken down in the name of Jesus. God, help me when all, all the world's coming against me in the name of Jesus. Come on, use it like you've been commissioned to use it today. No other name under heaven given among men. you love that name, let's worship him today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. No other name under heaven. No other name I love. No other name so deserving of my respect. No other name so deserving of my respect.